everyone, and welcome to The Darkest Hour. I'm your host, Amanda Jane. Curious if you know, what do creepy people, totally unimaginable creatures, and possibly malevolent beings all have in common? Well, besides and despite being the worst, they are all also part of tonight's show. Whether you've come for the ghosts or for the ghouls, we explore them all here on The Darkest Hour. So, let's get started, shall we? This just happened less than an hour ago in front of my house. And I've just been staring at my computer, confused, ever since. I was at my computer, and my dog started nudging my elbow, his signal that he needs to go outside. I get up, put my shoes and coat on, get him on a leash, and move to the front door to take him out to the front yard. Taking him out in the front is not something I usually do, but my shoes and coat are right by the door, so I figured, why not? We go out front tonight. As soon as I open the door, I see there's a person crossing my driveway. It's dark, but they're lit by a lamppost in my front yard. They see me exiting my house and stop, dead in their tracks. I did not expect this, so I stopped dead in mine. We have a staring contest for a bit, I guess. I say I guess because I'm really blind without my glasses, and I can't see if this person's actually making eye contact with me, or where they're looking. And after some time, they kept walking. All right, I thought. Well, dog still needs to pee, so we're not going back inside. He's a large German shepherd mix, so I'm not super afraid of anyone attacking me. They would just have to deal with him first. So I close my door and walk onto my porch and head outside. The person is still standing in front of my house. They begin talking to me. I'm going to use she from here on out because it was a distinctly feminine voice. But like I said earlier, I have no idea who they were. I'm not wearing my glasses and all. She asked me if I knew where motor road was I have lived in this house for a few years and I've lived in this town for almost ten years and I've never heard of this road no I'm sorry I told her she looked down the road back the way she came and asked well do you know how I can find my way I think I'm lost it's about 28 degrees Fahrenheit where I live right now And you don't want to be outside at night for very long. There's a gas station back that way, down on the corner. They might be able to help you, I said. She knew of this gas station and named it, and then said, I can't go that way. I'm trying to go away from that way. So I said, well, there's more gas stations in the opposite direction. It's just a little further. I proceeded to tell her to go down to the end of my street, take a right, 
keep going past William Street, and as soon as I mentioned William Street, she clasped her hands together and lit up. She interrupted me and said, Are you sure? William Street, it's right there? Yes, I said. It's just the next one over. Oh my God, thank you so much. I'm, I'm trying to get to my safe place, she said. No problem, you're welcome, I said as she thanked me over and over again. But that one line stuck out in my head. Her safe place. Before I could think about it any further or ask her about it, she took off running. I'm talking she took off running, like zombies were chasing her. Like her life depended on it, ran down the street, the direction I'd pointed her in. And she disappeared into the darkness. When I got inside, after the pup did his business, I sat and I thought about what had just happened. I couldn't shake the uneasy feeling I got. I reviewed what happened in my head over and over. She can't go that way. She needs to get to her safe place. She seems lost and scared. She's asking random strangers for help at night. Red flags going off everywhere. I called the police non-emergency number and explained what had just happened. I wasn't sure it warranted a 911 call because no one was in immediate danger that I knew of. I just wanted someone to be aware that there was this person alone at night needing help for whatever reason. The officer on the other end of the call didn't seem convinced that it was anything to be concerned about until I told him the safe place line. When I said that, there was a pause. He took all the necessary information and told me that they'd be sending someone out to my area to make sure she was all right or see if she needed help. And then he thanked me for calling. So what happened here? Did I do well? I hope she's all right. The thing that gets me the most is the timing of it all. She crossed my driveway at the exact moment I opened my door to go outside. She was walking fast. A few seconds later, and she would have been beyond my house, down the street, in the darkness. It's a quiet neighborhood. I highly doubt that she would have run into anyone else besides myself and my dog, and I just so happened to come out at that exact moment. Just weird, man. What are your thoughts? My best friend and I lived 10 years in a village. When I was 15, my family moved to a small town near the village. It was okay because you had to walk only 45 minutes. Between these two places, there was a forest. Every time one of us had to walk there in the night, we called each other. It was a short but creepy street with a large dog, forest animals, and sometimes drunk people and we felt safer while talking. One day, it was deep in the night. My best friend called me, but it was different. He sounded scared, and I heard some kind of laughing in the background. I asked him what that was, but he didn't want to talk about it. He only asked me to tell him something, just talk to him so that he didn't have to think about it. 
As he walked, the laughing didn't silence. It's only about a five-minute walk in the forest, and it should have quieted down as he made his way out. Even today, we have no idea what that was. Some people said that it was a bird or some other sort of animal. I know some animals can sound very strange at night, but I live in Germany, so there's no mountain lions or tropical birds. The laughing it had a sound like someone mixed with a witch cackle and a psychopath. Never heard something like that again. Something bad happened while I was camping. I'm just not sure what. I've held on to this story for the last six years because it sounds crazy and I was told not to talk about it. I went camping six years ago with a now ex-boyfriend of mine. The campsite we picked was beautiful. We were able to drive in through some rough trails. The spot we picked was next to some hiking trails that weren't very far from some natural hot springs and a huge waterfall. We were in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely no one was around. We set up camp next to the car, went hiking, soaked in the hot springs, came back and had dinner. It was all very normal until we woke up the next day. I need to give some context as to how we slept that night so you can understand my confusion. Before we went to sleep, I put our food cooler and a stereo that we brought in the car and locked it. I put the keys in the front pocket of my backpack, and I put the backpack next to my sleeping bag on the far side of the tent, away from the door of the tent. My boyfriend at the time slept nearest the door of the tent, with a gun next to him. We woke up the next morning, and I felt fine. I had slept hard, and from the inside of the tent... Everything seemed normal. When we got out, our campsite was absolute chaos. The fire pit that we had made was ruined. The cooler had been thrown and food was scattered all over the place. The stereo was smashed to pieces, laying next to a tree. All of the car doors were open, including the trunk. We stood there for a minute in silence, just taking everything in. The woods felt off now. It was quiet and not the beautiful campsite that I saw yesterday. Everything about those woods felt wrong now. My ex accused me of not locking the car the night before that an animal got in and got our stuff. I promised that I had locked it and I went to the tent to grab the keys from my backpack, but they weren't there. I found them later on the ground, right next to the car. We quickly threw everything in the trunk and left. My boyfriend was quiet and wouldn't talk to me about what had just happened. He finally spoke up when we were almost home and he told me that he'd had a dream the night before about something kneeling over him in the tent, holding his gun and just staring at him. When I tried to ask him more questions, he got quiet again, and he said that he didn't want to talk about it, and that I shouldn't talk about it anymore, either. 
I've tried to forget about it, but I just can't. Something really wrong happened to us in the woods that night. For the past year or two, my mother has had several experiences in our house. She'll often hear what sounds like dogs walking on hardwood out in the kitchen. Even though all the dogs are in the living room with her. Most recently, this past Wednesday morning, she saw a shadow next to her spot on the couch. The most common one, though, is that she will hear the side door close, like my dad has gotten home, except he hasn't. She's not hearing things either, as the dogs catch it too, and they go over to greet him, only for him not to be there. Speaking of dogs, quite often they will sit and stare up at the ceiling or into a corner. No growling or anything, just staring. My mom cleans religiously, so there are no cobwebs or anything that could be catching their eyes. I moved in last October after my divorce with my three dogs, and I've had a couple experiences myself. On Thanksgiving of last year, we noticed that the clock on the wall in the dining room that has had dead batteries for years had one hand sticking straight up at the twelve, where previously both had been at the six. The hallway that leads to the side door and the laundry room and the office that I slept in always gave me the creeps. I'm constantly feeling like I'm being watched. My most recent experience was just two days ago. My parents were on vacation in Florida and had just texted me that they were on their way home from the airport. I was in my room playing video games with my three dogs on the bed with me and their three on the floor next to the bed. I'm about to go back to my game when I heard what sounded like a dog growling. Not unusual in a house with six dogs, but very unusual when the sound is coming from the kitchen. Attached to that same hallway as the laundry room and office. And all six dogs are with me. And none of them sound like that when they growl. The creepiest one, though, occurred shortly after Christmas of 2020. My mother and I both came down with COVID, and we were quarantined in our rooms. I was still sleeping in the office at the time. About midnight comes, and my dad leaves for a fire call. We're both volunteer firefighters, and for obvious reasons, I didn't go. I'm still awake watching TV and listening to the call on my radio. Dad had left the hallway light on when he left. And when I looked over at my dogs, because they're cute as fuck when they're sleeping, I saw a shadow pass my door, blocking the light from the hallway. At this point, it's about 12.30. My dad is still out on a call, and Mom is long asleep. Their three dogs are with Mom in her room, and my three are in mine. Right after the shadow passes, one of my dogs stares at the door 
and starts growling. Now, this dog barks and grumbles a lot, but never like this. This was a full-on, who are you? Get the fuck out of my house, growl. Needless to say, I didn't sleep until Dad got home and turned out the light. No way in hell was I getting out of bed and opening that door. At this point, I'm not sure how many entities we have around. I think it's at least three. One being one of our dogs that has since passed, which would explain the nails on the hardwood that we hear. We do think that one of the spirits is my grandmother, who passed away in 2015. She was an animal lover, which would explain why the dogs are so calm and staring up into the corners. Plus, the activity cooled down a little bit when we brought her ashes back out onto the shelf instead of the closet that they'd been placed in during renovations. As for the third one, I'm not sure. I don't want to say it's demonic, partially for my own sanity because that would be terrifying, but also because as someone who questions the existence of God, I must also question the existence of demons. But whatever it is, it feels dark. I have always trusted a dog's measure of a person, and if my boy doesn't like it, then I definitely don't believe it to be benevolent. The home I grew up in had a sizable backyard perfect for kids to spend summers in. We had a privacy fence all around the yard, so we could do just that without our mothers worrying about us. Unfortunately, creepy men always seemed to find a way. That summer, the morning glories my mother had planted all along the fence line were just lovely, in full bloom. I loved going out there early in the day when they were just opening up to the sun. On one such morning, I was standing at the fence, singing to myself, as children do, and running my hands over the flowers, when all of a sudden, a man's face was there, peering at me through the slats. His face smashed up against the other side of the fence. He was a rudy complexion, with scraggly auburn hair and a beard to match. We were eye to eye for what felt like minutes, but was likely just seconds. As I backed away, he said, Don't you scare me now. I remember being confused and thinking, Scare you? You scared me. But I didn't say anything. Just moved back towards the deck and the rocking swing that we had there. I remember sitting there for quite some time, and the entire time, feeling like he was staring at me. I crept up to the fence again, from the other side of the garage, so I could climb up on a woodpile that we had there and peek over the top of the fence. Sure enough, he was still there, pressed against the fence. I was thoroughly freaked out. I ran back into the house, and I stayed there for the rest of the day. I quickly put that incident behind me 
and went on with my summer, never seeing that man again. But every now and then, I'll think back on that and shake my head at how creepy it was. He was definitely not an adult I had seen before. The woman whose backyard abutted ours was my brother's teacher. She never married or had housemates. So who was that man? He could have been a landscaper or repairman. But that doesn't make him spying on a child in her backyard anywhere close to normal. I was brushing my teeth at around 12 a.m. My bathroom is next to a hallway, and the hallway links to the stairs. The door was open, and my hallway creaked whenever somebody would walk on it. Anyways, I'm brushing my teeth, and when I hear the creaking of someone walking behind me, I feel a shiver go down my spine. But I don't turn around, thinking that it's one of my family members. All of a sudden... I hear it run down the stairs, which scares the crap out of me. I go to the stairs, but I can't see anything, and all of the lights are out. So I assume it's my brother, who came home from a party. The next morning, I talk to my family about it. My parents were fast asleep, along with my brother, and my other brother had stayed the night at his friend's. So, whoever it was that night wasn't my family, and to this day, I believe it was a ghost. Okay, so we've all heard of hauntings and such, but has anyone heard of house schools? They lurk inside your homes undetected by the naked eye. They live inside the cracks and the walls of your home, mainly crawl spaces, attics, basements. Not sure if they're supernatural beings or not, but I once encountered them. Me and the neighbor's house were maybe 80 to 100 feet away from each other when I lived in South Jersey near Vineland. The neighbors weren't what you would call quiet neighbors, They had the county police out a couple of times, mainly domestic calls for the adult son from within the home. He may have had autism or some other type of learning or developmental disability because he would lash out in anger sometimes in the household. It was just the father and the mother with their son residing there. One night, the ambulance and police came out to the house and they brought out the son It looked like there was visible blood, but I couldn't see anything due to the glare of the police lights and EMS strobes lighting up the area. His mother was also taken to medical, and his father stayed home. A day or two later, no one was at the home, and it looked like they'd moved out. seemed like they'd just up and left. We're in a small town, so I would think that somebody would have seen somebody leave. I was able to cure my intense curiosity because a buddy of mine I went to high school with, he was an EMT that was there that night at the house. I was able to catch him at the local bar. Sitting at the bar, I go up and ask him, 
Oscar, what the hell happened that night? He calmly looks at me with a... (laughs) and a grin, and then responds, Crazy shit. He tells me that the son snapped. He took a paring knife and he stabbed his mother in the neck, and then went after the old man. The father was able to shove his son inside a closet and lock the door until police arrived. While inside the closet, the son started a bellowing scream, almost like a howl. When police opened the door, he'd taken the paring knife and stabbed all inside his navel and gouged out his right eye. He screamed penance the whole way out of the home and all the way to the hospital. I then said, Wow, so do you think he just snapped? My friend then said, Nah, it's definitely the house. I then chuckled it off. Later on the exact same night, I saw what looked like people at the home. There was discarded furniture at the end of the lawn for trash pickup, couches, tables, chairs, and other things that I assume were clothes inside of black trash bags. So as I was going to look away, I noticed these things. They were like little elderly people, hunched over, very skinny bodies, and protruding round bellies. Seemed like they were balding, with just very thin strands of cotton-like hair illuminated by the dimming garage light. I got out to take a look further, and I see two of them rummaging about the trash. It's not uncommon for people to search through the trash or furniture, though. But one of them then goes around the side of the home. No more than four foot four inches. Tall, stocky build. And skin that was like a pale, sweaty hide. Arms were short at the shoulders and long at the elbows. They also walked with a hobble and distinguishly snorted in the air as they walked. The other one was a bit taller, maybe around 5'11", short arms, long fingers, and long skinny legs, but walked hunched over, and if it stood straight up, it would maybe stand seven feet tall. Both had very deep eye sockets, like you could barely see any eyes. In total disbelief of what I'm seeing, I had to wake up my wife and show her. She then went and made salt water. She said an African Orisha's prayer, opened the door, poured the water on our doorstep and porch, and closed it. We then watched as the things made their way back inside the empty home. Then, they were gone. I then find out that the lady that lived there way before I was born, she was a medium, and she would charge people to do seances. Needless to say, I don't live around there anymore. I usually just enjoy reading the personal encounters of others, but I feel like sharing one of the weirdest and creepiest encounters of my life. 
I'm not a skeptic nor a firm believer of the paranormal. I would say I am in between. In terms of experiencing stuff, I tend to look for the most logical reasoning for it, as much as possible. I don't want to think of it as paranormal. I live in a province somewhere in the Philippines. My work at the time was in the city. If I'm not mistaken, this city used to be an army barracks and fort during World War II. Part of it was changed to a fast-growing city, business district. My work there was customer support for a European business, and most of my shifts were graveyard, 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. There are only a handful of people working on the graveyard shift, about 15 on weekdays and half of that on weekends. This happened on a weekend. I got to work around 8 p.m.-ish. When I got in, I saw that there were around three people in the area. I thought, well, okay, it's still early. A friend of mine who was a supervisor, sitting two aisles away from me, kept glancing at my end as I put my stuff on my workstation. I looked up to him and I gave him a small wave. He called me over and let me take a seat on his side. And then he asked me, Did you come alone? I looked at him, confused, and I was like, yeah. He gave a weird look and then said, I saw you with someone when you came in. He was just behind you, just following you until you got to your workstation. I even thought it was your boyfriend or something. I was like, dude, we can't have unauthorized personnel here, and I'm pretty sure I was alone when I got here. He just looked at me, weirdly. He claims to have a sixth sense, and he told me that it might be an elemental of sorts that's attached itself to me. The weird part was my mom used to tell me that when I was not at home, there was this figure that could be seen roaming inside my room. This figure, from what my mother said, was just pacing inside. She knows it's not me because of the build of the shadow. It was distinctly male. And that was my friend's description as well. Now, I'm not sure if it is still attached to me, since I haven't really felt any presence, but other people seem to see it at random times, just beside me or in my room. At first, I actually thought that what my friend saw was probably an apparition of a soldier because of the area where we work. But with my mom saying that she can see this figure in my room, I think it might have followed me to work that time. Today I decided to take a walk in the forest. No one wanted to come with me, so I went alone. I took some fruits and tea with me, and with music in my ears, I started my route. Eventually, I sat at a picnic table because I wanted to eat something. I turned around and there was a woman with a small dog, which I hadn't heard them because of the music. I put my backpack on the bench and I looked over at the woman again, and she wasn't there. I searched for her for a short moment because I thought she was behind a tree or turned around and left. But there was nowhere that she could have gone because I've seen all of the ways that someone could have gone. 
Some other people came after that, and I still saw them after about five minutes. The lady, she wasn't wearing a white dress or something creepy. Only a jacket and jeans, like any other woman in her 40s or 50s would wear. This is a story that I heard from my mother. This happened when she was single and living alone. Back in those days, she was working in an office job. Next door, to the right, lived a single man who was living alone. And, from the start, Mom always thought that he was kind of weird. He would never offer any form of greeting when they ran into one another in the hall. She would often say hello to him, but he never replied. And that's why my mom was a bit wary of him. Also, another off-putting fact about the guy next door was the fact that he would just stare at her. She said that she had a bad feeling about that guy. One night, she awoke from a dream in the dead of night. She said it was as if a switch had been flipped somewhere. Her reaction was instantaneous. She opened her eyes and was fully conscious. And just as mysteriously as she awoken, a question jumped to the forefront of her mind. Did I lock the door? After the intrusive question entered her mind, she couldn't make it leave. It lingered and worry began to set in as she lay in bed in the dark. Like an itch that needs scratching, she felt as if she had to go and check. She crept over to the door and realized that the door was unlocked, just as she feared. She blamed it on her own carelessness, then turned the key and locked the door. In that exact moment, she felt the doorknob slowly and slightly twist in her hand. She was incredibly frightened, but she managed to maintain her composure and keep quiet. She had only just turned the key in the door, and had she hesitated even a second longer, the person on the other side of the door would have been opening an unlocked door. She put her eye to the peephole and saw the figure of a man outside. She recognized him almost instantly as the neighbor next door. She covered her mouth so as not to scream as the doorknob slowly turned once again. A few agonizing seconds crawled by and then her neighbor gave up and walked away. My mom has a trusting kind of nature, so she decided that she would put this down as her neighbor making an honest mistake and mistaking his apartment for hers. She decided not to worry about it. A couple of days went by, and her neighbor moved out of the apartment complex. It was around the same time as my mom wanting to move out, too. She began cleaning and packing her things away, when she noticed something. She was cleaning one of her balcony windows at the time, 
and it was partially fogged up in the right corner. Upon closer inspection, she saw fingerprints on the glass. The fingerprints were on the outside of the balcony window. She didn't know how they could have gotten there at first, but then she remembered something. Her creepy neighbor lived on the right-hand side, and that was where she found the fingerprints. There had to be a connection. She stepped out onto her balcony and took a look at the railing, and there were traces of fingerprints there, too. It looked as if the man next door was climbing over the balcony partition and peering into her apartment. My mom laughed when she told me this story. She literally never gets up at night. She's a total sound sleeper. But that night, intuition kicked in and made her make sure the door was locked. I think that she's only still here today because of that gut feeling that she had to go and check that that door was locked. If you wake up with a similar concern, get up. There's one thing that still freaks me out. If the neighbor got the apartment wrong, why didn't he just try to put his key in the lock? Why did he just silently turn the door handle? It freaks me out to imagine what her neighbor's intentions were. Well, friends, it appears we've reached the end of the darkest hour. That last story was provided to me and translated by Jay Nightmare. I highly encourage you to subscribe to his channel. He's quite talented, and a lot of his stories I've never heard before. I've linked his channel in the description. So thank you to everyone who shared, and of course, thank you to everyone so much for listening. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button, tap the notification bell, and tell all your friends. It all helps and is much appreciated. Also, do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me, Amanda, darkest hour at gmail.com. Stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>